0: Welcome to the Ron and Don Show on the Ron and Don Radio Network,
1: ronanddon.com. All right, look out now. Here we come. It's episode number 51 of the Ron and Don Show. He's Ron. I'm Don. Thanks for stopping by and to be a part of something bigger than yourself. And also, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. And everything you're looking for right now is at ronanddon.com coming up here in a couple minutes do you have one of these voicemails on your phone that you just don't want to erase i received one the other day from a very good friend of mine who is fighting stage four cancer right now and i listened to it and he's such a private person he's one of our best friends his name is gary and i listened to it and i said gary can i share this phone call and i actually had to ask his wife Signe, to get him on board to see if we could share this phone call it's a phone call i will save for the rest of my life in fact ron and i Uh, just recorded it somewhere so i could do just that it's something i will place on my will and one day one day share this phone call with my son do you have one of those my mom does my little sister and ron you have it you've kept a recording of your birth mom i have a tape that she made
2: for me uh and i got it on my birthday after she had passed away and so i have that file uh it's hard for me still to listen to it but um i've listened to it a couple times
1: yeah anyway we'll share that with you coming up here in a couple minutes also A little bit later, I don't know if you've seen what's going on with Harry uh, on the other side of the pond right now, but I think Harry should be king. I don't think he should be a prince. I'm ready to get rid of Queen Elizabeth. I'm ready for Charles to go, and I'm ready for Harry and his beautiful wife to park themselves uh in the big, is it a castle that they yeah, have over there they
2: have many castles yeah are, they have many
1: many castles the duke and duchess of sussex yeah so i'm ready for that i don't know about you uh anyway i want to ask you real quick uh we've been talking about life hacks lately we've been talking about books that we're reading we have also been talking about things that we're doing in morning routines when we wake up that seem to be working not working what do you got for us because a week ago i gave you kind of a life hack challenge in your morning the, the, the smart challenge in your morning routine because we had read some research that if you move vigorously 150 minutes a week which means just 11 minutes in the morning, 11 minutes in the afternoon, you don't have to be lifting big weights, you don't have to go to spin class, you don't have to do zumba, any of that stuff, even though all that's great you guys. If you at least give it hell for 11 minutes in the morning, 11 minutes at night, chances are you increase your chances by 34% that you will get on the other side of Eighty-five plus. You talk about longevity. Anyway, I gave you. Yeah, a little... I had the smart challenge. What was the challenge that I gave you last week, and how have we done?
2: Well, the smart challenge was to do the something. I think it's specific. Is S. Yeah. Uh, M is is um, measurable. Yeah. A is achievable. R is really, really easy. What is R? (laughs) I forget what R was. Realistic. Realistic. Realistic And T was, come on, man, get it done. So I uh, have been doing this morning routine and my routine is uh, a 10 minute guided meditation with Sam Harris on the waking up app. And then I do some sort of physical activity. And then I read something that's not in the news and it's not on my phone. uh, Something that's going to be inspirational to me or get me thinking, uh, uh, you know, in a way that's not just like a reaction to some sort of news item. So uh, we were going to try to do this for a week, and by we, we mean me. Right. Uh, I still have to say this is, uh, I'm going to give you a bit of an excuse, but it's not a full blown excuse. You can tell I am still living out
1: of boxes. I can't even see you right now because there's a big U-Haul box in front of your face. So. Yeah, so
2: I'm still living out no. of boxes. So I did not do it every single day this week. Okay. But I did, and we talked about 22 minutes was the uh, was the magic yeah, number on physical activity.
1: appreciate you being honest
2: so i twice i did a run nice um and i did the walk the 22 minutes twice mm. and so that's four that's good i got four out of seven i'll take four yeah so uh three days i just didn't but my i think my meditation i'm uh six out of seven okay so i feel good about that and then i found the book in a box that i had been reading on my you know the inspirational stuff so that i had one out of seven but it's one out of One day, because I didn't know where it was in the boxes so it's it's trending well you know the location of where I live it's very easy to jump on the the trail and run, but uh you're right i, I just it's 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 coming what I'm happened, not gonna be too hard on what myself.
1: happened the other three days where, where life got in the way?
2: It was just uh, you know getting up, we had obligations to take care of with the Ronadon world headquarters, and I just the weather was foul, and i it just didn't do it. I was going to do my yoga thing. I literally do not have a spot you don't. to put the yoga mat down this is true, and so I am. Uh, I had a wall that needs to be painted and like I can't unpack the stuff that's blocking us until the wall. It's like it's a Rube Goldberg. Let, me, t-
1: let me tell you what my problem is, because I get so competitive, even about a morning routine and even about gratitude. And I sit there and I have a book and every morning I, I sit there and I write down the things. That I'm grateful for. And a lot of times they're the same damn things. I mean, my son comes up. Uh, if I did it seven times this week, which I did, his name would have come up seven times, right? You should
2: be grateful for your Your
1: son. name actually came up two times. Good. And in fact, I took a picture of when your name uh, came up. And I, I appreciate that. And then I asked you, I think, for a for $1,000 loan after, <laughs> right, after, exactly. after I did that. But Ulterior I thought, motives. I thought I you yeah. This is what goes on in my mind. And this drives me crazy. Because I'm like, maybe I just maybe I'm meditating too much. Maybe I'm ruminating too much about meditation I know that Oprah has her favorite things I also know she has her dogs I also know she has these beautiful trees in her backyard because I've listened to it on her Super Soul Conversations and then I also know that she writes down 10 things every day that she's grateful for I start writing things down, and I get to six or seven, and I'm kind of like, okay, I don't. Six is too much. I get to six. Three. Or, I get to six or seven, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna. I feel good about the six or seven things that I have, and then in the back of my mind, and this is like at five thirty three in the morning, I'm here in Oprah, and i I got a little I got Oprah on this side and Gail King on the other because I remember them talking about this, and I'm like, you know what, Oprah and Gail, between the two of them. They have over twenty things that they're grateful for every day, and I only have six or seven. But some of them, might so be broad. I get very, very well. You know, one's going to be Stedman. You know, she's always going to be well, gra- Like you're, she's going to be grateful for the dogs, right? And she's also going to be grateful, like he's
2: for vegetables. She's also
1: going to be grateful that she doesn't have to go up against Ellen every day because Alan would clean her clock on daytime television right now. We all know this. It's another story for another day, but. We have another guy in our office. His name is Corey. How old is Corey? He's in his twenties. How beautiful is Corey, though? He's like a golf pro. He's very handsome. I look at that, and I you know what I learned. The other and day? I, I, wish, I wish sometimes that I was
2: Corey. Some of his clothing was sponsored by golf. Oh, it was. So because I was looking at him, I was like, man, this guy's got the best. Like, what's a athleisure wear?
1: I saw his. It's p-
2: like it's. It's he's, he's like it's awesome. And then I, I learned that I think he was given
1: some of it. To be like an athlete Did you see the jeans I had on yesterday I had some jeans on yesterday I asked Corey Where he got his jeans And I went and I bought Those are Corey's jeans Dude, your head—you're you're twice as old as Corey. I know. I don't care. Are you pulling them, them off. I, I want to be Corey. I don't know if I am or not. Anyway, I asked Corey on his morning routine. He only has three things. That's what I do. Three. That's when it. I'm Just, grateful, I'm three. It seems when I get to three things, though, that I want to express more gratitude, Save it. but I can't do what Gail and Oprah are doing by getting to ten things. So that's why I get stuck in this no man's land of gratitude at about six or seven things.
2: You know what? When you get to that point, I'm going to flip this on you.
1: Okay. Be grateful that you want to do more. Is that right? And then you end it. You end it. Yeah. I'm grateful that I want to do more and end it. And then this is how I know that I'm crazy and I have early onset dementia. (laughs) Because I write things and then the next day or even in the evening I go back and I read them and I'm like, wow. Whoever was writing in Don's journal journal or John's journal is pretty damn smart. And pretty incredible. This guy is very similar handwriting to me. And very insightful. And then I look at it and I go, oh my God, that was me this morning about 12 and a half hours ago. It's the Ron and Don Show, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Ready for a great 2020? Take Ron and Don with you. Just hit subscribe. And get the show delivered to you every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. you, Ron. This is about to happen to you because you're 49. You're about to tip over uh, to the other side of 50. <laughs> I was about to tip over. Yeah. Uh, something happened for me when I got on the other side of 50 because you spend so much time collecting stuff and then you get on the other side of 50 and you're like, how am I going to get rid of all this stuff? How do I get rid of these things? And you start thinking about your stuff, what matters and some of the stuff you want to let go of, get rid of, other things you want to hang on to. And then there's some things you just want to keep. And you want to give away uh, when your time is is up. And we all know uh, our time will be up someday. I have a nine-year-old uh, little boy. I'm a 52-year-old, about to be a 53-year-old dad in April. And so I often think about that when I sit down and I put my will together, the things that I would leave behind, a lot of the pictures I take now, a lot of the things he says I write down in a journal. Uh, I've written him probably over 100 stories uh, that are in my will that are just about our lives together now, because if I'm not around uh, 20 or 30 years from now to share those stories, I still want him uh, to know those stories. I also think about the people that I have in my life that have meant so much uh, to me. I've shared the story of my little sister, Colleen, and her and I, uh, she had ALS. Toward the end of her life, all she could do is send a text message, and so I've kept a phone. Uh, that is not active anymore, but it has all the text messages on there that uh, that we shared over the course of a couple of years as uh, she prepared to pass. And every once in a while when I miss her, I'll take out that phone and I'll read those text messages. And a lot of it is about American Idol because she loved American Idol. Hmm. We would sit there and go back and forth uh, concerning American Idol. The other thing is I, th- I think about voicemails. I call my mother every once in a while, Virginia, and I have to remember not to get mad at her Because I will call her and I try to get through to her. And sometimes I get worried about her because she's 76 now, she lives alone. And I just want to check in with her. And then I hear that her voicemail is full. And sometimes I get agitated by that. And then I remember why her voicemail is full. And she doesn't really talk about this, but it's because my late sister, a lot of her voicemails, including singing happy birthday to my mother, are on there. Mm. And my mother knows about it, uh, as much about tech as I do, so instead of just peeling those off, uh, she just keeps them on her voicemail. That and, makes sense, and she'll you listen. Keep saving to them, yeah, and it brings great comfort uh, to her when she can pull up Colleen and, and uh, have her sing "Happy Birthday." It's kind of interesting. Uh, I've shared some stories about some great friends of mine. Ron and I uh, recently were asked to go to a church, and we shared this story on a Sunday night. And there was this beautiful Christmas service uh, this past Christmas. And then also, there was a benefit for a friend of ours by the name of Gary Verrill. And Gary recently left me a voicemail. I have his permission to share it with you. But before I do, why don't you, because he's been a lifelong friend of both of ours, why don't you tell everybody about Gary? Because he's an extraordinary human being, isn't he? Uh,
2: You know, I I just read a book uh, called Good to Great by Jim Collins, and I've been stealing this term that he uses. It's called Who Luck, W-H-O Luck. Mm. And so the way Jim says in, in his book is you're cruising through life and unbeknownst to you, you have a who luck experience where someone that you met, who you met, turns out to be way more important than you ever thought. And so I think in our lives around 30 years ago, Gary was our who luck. And and we were lucky to meet this guy. I was in my very early 20s. You were a couple of years older than me. And so and in a lot of ways, it was... The first time I had really lived on my own away from home. I like had lived on my my own before, but then moved back into my parents. You do that little ping pong thing and then moved down on my own. I was up here in Washington. You and I were sort of affiliated with each other and trying to figure out what it meant to be a grown up in this world. And our hooluck moment came when we ran into a guy named Gary and we just hit it off. Like it was sometimes you meet those people. And it's a week into your friendship. And you're like, are you sure we haven't known each other for our entire lives? Because you have the same sense of humor, same sensibilities. It seems like you value the same things. Your ethics are kind of lined up. You're into the same sort of music or into the same kind of athletics. Whatever it is, you meet someone that that uh, just resonates with you. And that's what Gary was to me. And for me, I can't speak for you, I just admired him because he had talents of a world-class nature in music, perfect pitch, played a uh, session musician and and played with people that if I named their names, you would know who they were and you would own their albums. And then he also had athletic abilities of a world-class nature on a bicycle and was one of the most down-to-earth, humble human beings I've ever met. And He, he never bragged about any of them and you would just hang out with them and stories would come out about famous people and famous scenarios like Dude, if I was you, I'd be telling these stories every day because they're just so cool.
1: The way that we we know Gary is we volunteered helping kids. Gary found out that we volunteered helping kids and he said, hey, I'd like to volunteer too. Is there anything I can do? And we said, well, uh, we need a band, but there is no way that we have other musicians that could play to your level because as Ron said, he's this great sessions musician. Then he also travels now, still travels, even though he has stage four cancer. Uh, And we'll get to that in a moment. He still travels with the Billy Graham crusade because his son Franklin now. Uh, travels. They just came back from Cambodia. Every single night, 90,000 people in the stadiums there. And he's the band leader for those bands. The late Paul Allen, band leader for Paul's band. Uh, and a band leader for a lot of great bands. An incredible uh, a session musician, keyboardist, human being, dad. Uh, you're going to hear a phone call here in a moment where he's going to talk about his little boy by the name of Rusty. And then explain Ram, the race across America. He's going to talk about biking, bikes, headwinds and what is the round the race so
2: race across america it still goes on today but back in the day abc wild world of sports when they had the thrill of victory agony of defeat they featured this race it was crazy people that would get on a bicycle and they would start with one foot uh in the pacific ocean in the santa monica pier and the the basic rules of the race were don't cheat first person to the east coast wins that's the rules And, um, and so guys would, and gals and teams would just start riding as hard and as fast as they could. And there was a different destination each time on the East coast. Sometimes it was New York. Sometimes it was Atlanta, uh, wherever they pick that year on the East coast, uh, Atlantic city, uh, that you would just ride your bicycle and you and I crewed on one of these races. It was not uncommon for a human being to get on a bike on Santa Monica and get off the bike for their first rest. Uh, on top of the Continental Divide yeah. on, on by bicycle. Yeah. That was the first rest stop. Yeah. It, it, just incredible athletic. These feat. guys
1: ride right down the interstate three, four, five days in a row. And then some of them will finish this race by themselves now, sub eight days, which is really incredible when you're going 3,000 miles across America. On a bike, so that's how we know Gary. He came and played in our band, and Ron and I were in the band. We were horrible musicians. Ron's a little bit better singer than I am, but our band sounded so great, and so many kids came, and it was such a positive experience because Gary was there, and he bring some of his friends that were musicians too. And then, as far as riding bikes go, when I was in my twenties, I didn't have the money to buy a bike, uh, and he loaned me a bike. We called it the Purple uh, Gary because he was a professional a uh, bike rider race across america rider he had 16 bikes all made for him by the davidson brothers here in seattle and if you are a bike rider a bike racer an enthusiast you know about Davidson, had 16 of these particular bikes. And so we would go and we would ride together and ride and ride and ride and it's ride.
2: It's important to say because he references it as well. His lifetime Ram number is 55. Yeah. So no one else, sort of like a Hall of Fame, no one else gets 55, that's him. He is uh, 55 when it comes uh, to Ram.
1: Yeah, so in this phone call, you'll hear him refer to himself as 55 because we call him 55. Uh, you uh, And I'm going to tell you about the 55 bike here. After we listen to this voicemail, Signy is his wife. Uh, you also hear him talk about Rusty, who is a baby boy, and now he's all grown up, and uh, he's a bike rider too and a spin instructor. He lives in Dallas. Uh, we shared with you what the race across America is, what our history is, uh, and then you'll also uh, hear hear him talk about a picture, and it's a picture of me that he gave me for Christmas. When I was in my 20s, and I'm on his 55 Purple bike, okay? I'm on the 55 Purple. Let's listen to the phone call, and then when we come back, this is about five minutes, and this is one of these voicemails that I will always have, I will always cherish, I will keep forever, and I will pass this voicemail on to my little boy, uh, Gunnar O'Neill. So let's give a listen, and then I'll tell you more about the 55 Purple on the other side of this.
0: Hey Don, 55 here, (laughs) the end of uh, 2019, I played up in Vancouver tonight and had the early set so I got out of there about 10.30 and I'm driving back, a little sleepy, but uh, I promised you I'd talk to you before the New Year so I'm just getting him under the wire. Listen, I have three things. We've known each other now 30 years, about, and it seems like it's almost like we met each other, bonded, shared stuff we loved and music and cycling, formed a team, and then we we all went to war to make our mark, you know? I made mine. You certainly made yours. You came out of it with a little guy named Gunner, who, believe it or not, is going to be a major part of your legacy. What you're doing with that boy is something very special and something I've only seen in my life. You know, it echoes what I did with Rusty, and uh, you'll never regret what you're doing right now. And I'll just give you a little, I'm farther down the road on it. He's going to, you're going to blink and he's going to be 20 years old, but now is the time you get to instill, like you're doing, all the things that are important to you and go for it because it does come back. You think they're going to forget, but they don't. They all turn to adults. And uh, the second thing is I want to thank you for this year, the way you came back into my life and helped me over the bridge. In a big way, in lots of ways. I love the things you said to me and Sydney, and I love the way you helped Sydney take that step into the And I love the relationship you have. And heck, if I'm not even here someday, I hope that you will keep her in your life. It seems like after 30 years, it starts to become family, kind of something you earn. I want you to know that you're part of my family. And lastly, uh, that picture I gave you, I'm regretting not writing what I wanted to write. I knew in an instant when I heard your 43 broadcast that I should have written, keep hammering through, in parentheses, the pain. To the finish because that's really what it becomes, you know, Don, I mean not like to quote Rocky, not how hard you hit at some point, it's how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward and I think you and I are going to get hit hard, we've been hit hard, it's just because of the lane we run in, you know, we, we don't mind headwinds anybody who, who does race America and those kind of things is it's a statement about how you Approach life and life is basically that race. And you and I are approaching, well, I'm, I'm getting into the Appalachians, it seems, and you're probably in Kansas. just cause you're younger than me, but, uh, I know you'll make it. And, uh, and I will too, run the race well and finish well, but you're a special guy. To me and to lots of people. End of message. Delete. Well, I've been talking so long, it's next year. Happy New Year, Don. I know we'll finish well. And I want to finish with you. I don't want crisis in your life, but when it comes, I'll come running, buddy. Okay? And until then, I'm proud of you. Can't thank you enough for all you've, all you've done for me. It's such a significant thing. Me and Sig are with you all the way, okay, But I'm terrible about phone calls. I don't pick up my phone. I know you know that, but it doesn't mean a thing. If you really need me, just get my attention. Otherwise, I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Okay, bye-bye.
1: End of message. All right, so so there you go. That is our wonderful... It's, it's a very powerful voice. It's one of our wonderful friends, Gary. What we haven't told you, but we've alluded to, is Gary has a very rare cancer right now where he wasn't supposed to make it one Christmas... And I think this is his sixth Christmas that we just passed, right? Yeah,
2: he's had some serious uh, health issues going on, and you would never know it. He, he stopped by here the other day uh, at my new place where I just moved back in, and he he brought me a painting that I bought at the the event that we did. It's a picture of his hand on a keyboard mm. uh, that I'm going to hang in this room as soon as I paint this wall uh, that I will always, every time I look at it, I'm, I'm looking at it right now, and mm. it, it sort of makes me choke up because I think of it reminds me of Gary. Uh, but, yeah, it does a special a special uh, voicemail. Yeah.
1: So, uh, what I want to tell you about that purple bike is a number of months ago, uh, I was summoned this last fall, and Gary called me, and he said, can you come see me? And whenever you get a call from a stage four cancer patient and they ask you to come see them, you go see them. And so I went to see him out at his home in Snohomish, and I got there. And there was a purple bicycle. Uh, there was a purple bicycle uh, that I probably haven't seen in 30 years uh, sitting out on his porch. Has the number 55 on it. It says Gary Vero, uh, And it says the race across America. And this is the bike. I'm 52 now. This is the bike that I rode when I was 25 years old when I couldn't afford a bike. When Gary said, I'm going to make you part of my team, I'm going to teach you how to ride a bike, and, um, and it was the 55 from 30 years ago, he had given away all other 15 bikes, and he wanted me to have his final bike. And When you heard in the phone call when he was talking about a picture, he had a picture I didn't know that he had, and it was a picture of me on the 55 going up Mount Constitution, uh, not going up very fast out of Orcas Island if you ever tried that. And, uh, and that's what he meant when he signed it and he said to finish strong. And he was talking about the pain and the headwinds. I'll finish with this. A number of years after Gary taught me how to ride a bike and Ron and I would go and ride with him, I had found out that my mother, Virginia, had breast cancer. And my mom is a survivor. She's part of the sisterhood but a lot of women don't survive. And so I jumped on a bicycle a number of times, attempted to go across America, I I think three, I think I made it twice. Trying to create a world record which isn't hard to do because you just take a road that nobody has ever gone down and then that way you get a world record. I went from Kalispell, Montana all the way to the tip of Texas into Mexico uh, and that was 2,771 miles in less than 12 days. And I remember when I just got started, I came over this hill in Montana And I'm like, oh my God, how am I gonna do this? I'm only a couple hundred miles in. I have thousands of miles to go. What have I gotten myself into? And this is when I came over a hill and Gary was standing there with a little baby boy by the name of Rusty. And I didn't even know that Gary knew that I was out in Montana somewhere. He just showed up. He just showed up and he handed me a Dairy Queen. He turned it upside down. He knew it was my favorite, it was a Heath Bar blizzard. And he said, you know what? You just keep hammering in those headwinds, Don. You just keep hammering. You keep hammering through the pain. And before you know it, you will be standing at the tip of Texas, you'll be standing in Mexico, you'll raise a lot of money for women in stage four cancer, and you will help a lot of moms out there have final memories with their kiddos. So, anyway. I know that 55 is listening to this. I had to call him the other day and ask him if it was okay to share his voicemail because he's such a private man. And he said, if you think it'll help others, uh, go ahead and share it. With I hope in your life, you have someone like we have, like the number 55, that would just show up anytime and hand you a Heath Bar blizzard out in the middle of Montana upside down when you just got started and you're ready to quit something. Somebody in your life that's cheering you on to face those headwinds, and for Ron and I both, number 55, Gary Verrill. It's the Ron and Don Show, and you're listening to the Ron and Don Radio Network. Ron and Don Show. To the Ron and Don Show. And yes, my dad's pretty annoying. All right, thanks for listening to the Ron and Don Show, episode 51. Hit that subscribe button, and then every time we drop on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, boom, it'll drop right into your phone, your iPad, your smart device, your dumb device, whatever kind of device you got. It'll be there. It'll be waiting for you. And then, 51, 52, 53, all this week. Uh, they all come and if way. you ever hear something that resonates with you on an
2: Apple phone, hit the little square with the arrow pointing up, yeah. and you can share that either by a text message, by email, or stick it on your socials. The square with the arrow up. Share it and tell us why you like it. Yeah. You
1: know, it's kind of interesting a lot of times here in the United States when somebody ends up, As being our governor, our mayor, our president, what do we always say? We're like, you know what? I'm moving to Canada. I'm pulling up stakes. I'm moving to Canada. And it doesn't matter if you're Democrat, Republican, uh, you share both sides of the aisle. I've heard everybody say that, that I am moving to Canada. Well, guess what? Harry said, hey, Queen, I'm moving to Canada, and it looks like Harry is moving to Canada, right?
2: This is a remarkable story. And so... Uh, I think I'm not a a British historian, but I have been to England, and you've been to England, so we're practically a British historian.
1: uh, Was that breakfast we had together? We
2: had the the proper English breakfast, the full Monty. We had the whole thing. Uh, And so basically uh, Prince Harry, who is the son of Prince Charles and Lady Diana, uh, and just in case there's anyone out there that doesn't know that, he's the younger of the two brothers. So he is the, the Duke... And the Duchess, his wife, Meghan Markle, the Duchess of Sussex. And so then you have his older brother. They are the Duke and Duchess of something else. Yeah. Prince Charles is still a prince, uh, and he's probably never going to be king because Queen Elizabeth is never going to die.
1: But at the same time, people should know Prince Charles, uh, 431 appearances last year. Right. And he is a real estate tycoon well a real estate with an asterisk and hang on a lot of the money that he uses a lot of the money that he uses is money that he made in real estate and he's reinvested you're talking about charles now i'm talking i'm talking about prince charles yeah
2: how uh, well so a lot of the land holdings were given to him because he's a prince. I understand. And so, But he, he has managed them well, and he's very environmental.
1: He, he, he doesn't get credit for how smart he he's is. He's a and, very smart guy. And the business acumen that, that he has. And I was surprised to find, so, find that so out. Here's so here's the deal.
2: As Duke and Duchess, you have responsibilities throughout the year. So we're going to, we're
1: we're, we're going to explain how the, I'm just monarch works.
2: doing the, the basic thing. <laughs> they also get 5% of their income mm-hmm. from this fund that it's part of the taxation of the citizens of the British Commonwealth. So their tax money goes into this fund. Uh, some of that money goes to support the royals. And so what unannounced, and this is the part that's, that's remarkable without consulting the Queen. Harry and Meghan just put an announcement out on their Instagram feed that said, we are taking a step back from the Royals. We're severing ties with this fund and we are now going to generate our own income and we are going to split time between North America in the United Kingdom, and we will still do things. I forget the name of it, like the to the uh, the benefit of the Queen or something. There's a there's a phrase that they invoked in this this post. So the, the, the... God save the Queen.
1: God there, save the Queen. If something happens to the Queen, there'll still be a part of saving the Queen, I think, is, is, so the, is what we know.
2: Buckingham sure. Palace then put out a... Uh, the people went crazy. Yeah. Buckingham Palace put out a statement right after that and said, discussions with the Duke and Duchess of Sussex are at an early stage. Mm-hmm. We understand their desire to take a different approach, but these are complicated issues that will take time to work through. And, and it seems to me uh, that what happened is Meghan Markle, of course, American citizens, she filmed the show suits in uh in Canada, so she's well versed with Canada, well liked in Canada. She has family there, so that they got married. I don't know how they met. And I think it was her influence. She said she she thought that she knew what it would be like because she was a celebrity and a television actress. She thought she knew what it would be like to handle the tabloids in England, and she did not. Uh, It is crushing. It is life consuming. And and Harry saw his mother die because of the paparazzi and the crush of of their trying to find out who she was dating after the Prince Charles thing ended. And so I, I personally am of a generation that loves this move of saying, good for you. Like, you decided you're not forsaking the the kingdom. There's no way he's ever going to be king. Like, he's sixth in line. Uh, Some very bizarre things would have to happen for him to ever be uh, the king of England. And so he's like, I want to live my life. He started the Invictus Games. For those that don't know what this is, uh, this is Prince Harry's deal. He went and served in Iraq and Afghanistan. He begged to see action with the other guys to where he did not get special treatment. He's like, I- I've enlisted. I want to serve just like any other person serves. Don't pull me out. His brother, who I'm blanking on his name right now, William, William was a helicopter pilot. He actually flew missions in Iraq and Afghanistan on behalf of England.
1: And Harry got pulled out of a... He was in a foxhole in Afghanistan. And when they discovered who he was, he got pulled out. He was so bad. And
2: he wanted to fight. So what he did now is he started the Invictus Games. So men and women that have served and have any sort of injury or any sort of issue with PTSD, they can compete in these games. It's kind of set up like the Olympics. You come in. There's a big opening ceremony. Everybody gets in. You can do... They have games uh, for people that are amputees, double amputees, Uh, any sort of issue that you had as a result of war you compete in the invictus games that's his thing he's going to continue to do that thing megan has reached out for women empowerment issues and so she's going to continue to do those things but they're like not that they don't need the commonwealth anymore but they just want to have their own life and be able to separate and, and do the things when they want to do them. And when they're not doing that, maybe live in North America and have their own vibe.
1: Yeah, and you think a lot of that has to do with the paparazzi then. Well, they said this much. Yeah. Well, like, what what people say and what the real reason I, is, I think is it's, often not the same. Well, I
2: think that, and I think that Megan just didn't realize the magnitude of it. Yeah. yeah. The, and how much scrutiny I, she I think.
1: I I think if, they, if everyone looked at this from 30,000 feet, they're actually doing uh, the monarchy there a favor. And I'll tell you why because people don't like prince charles and they don't like william they like prince though they like prince and they like purple rain they <laughs> absolutely lo- they love that song who let's doesn't go love purple crazy
2: people? let's get nuts no
1: everybody loves harry everybody if you, if you were going to pick someone to be king right now and you said william harry or prince charles who would you pick i'd pick william i would I would pick Harry. And I think the majority of people, because we've seen him naked in a hotel room in Las Vegas. There's a swastika thing. Before he you know. met Megan. What's that? He had
2: a Halloween costume with a swastika. Ah,
1: that's in the past. It's history. Right. That's old history. It's history. Nonetheless, I think people, I, I think Harry, when you look at him, you can you can say, you know what, he's one of us. I think, I think people connect with him. And I think by going to Canada, they're saying, hey, we're going to spend some time in Canada. That way William can step in because I don't think his dad's going to be around very long because the queen has lived to be so old. Like, so Prince Charles would be a very old I king. Can I just throw one so thing William in William is going to be the king before you Wouldn't know you it? like
2: to see Kate as the queen, though? I would. Kate would make a great yeah, queen. Yeah, and I was, the hoping, I was
1: hoping for a divorce. And then that way Harry and Kate no uh, come on we'll be, man we'll be king and queen what are your thoughts
2: no, All kate, right, kate and william are my, are my couple for the queen Bye,
1: anyway kate. hey don't forget uh, ron and don are licensed agents with windermere in fact we did i think four sit downs this week what is a sit down we sit down with you we come to your house you come to ours and we sit down we grab a cup of coffee and we talk about where you are on your real estate journey and we just did that a number of man,
2: people in today. the ron and don nation like to give us cookies they do yeah. I'm, going to, I'm going to go back up to 250 at this
1: pace. I know G-Force was on a sit-down with us today, and uh, I think he walked away with three cookies. on. Those were good cookies. Yeah. So, you want to reach out to us? Do it. Just write Ron. Ron at windmere.com and let us know you'd like to sit down. And I don't care if you're six months out, 12 months out, 18 months out on your real estate journey. We would still love to sit down and find out where you're at. Okay. Anyway, 55, Purple, Gary Vero, if you're listening, We love you. Straight into those headwinds this week because uh, he's heading into surgery and another round of chemo. Straight into headwinds, number 55. You go. And uh, I don't think you're in the Appalachians yet. I think uh, you and I are both still kind of rolling through Kansas. we got a long way to go in a short time to get there. Oh, that's the cannonball run. It's the Ron and Don Show, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. We'll see you next time for episode number 52. You keep your head up and your shoulders back. Dawn and dawn. (laughs) (laughs)
0: You good? Let's
1: get going.